Horns, 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 down to Radcliffe is Satan. Opposite of what we were calling for. <laughs> it's the least legit podcast in the business. No, I love it. You love it? Okay, so welcome back to Heard You Saw, everybody. We are full of, what are we full of? Grilled cheese? Full of... Full so many brownies. So many brownies. Many cookies. Ice cream. Oh my god. It's been a decadent evening. I'm holding a glass of Pinot Grigio in my hands <laughs> because it's just been that kind of evening this is i think we can say the decadent cast um i'm joined by ej Shaw and shay and special guest kelsey Yay! welcome to the podcast kelsey Yay! that is without doubt the most enthusiastic welcome for a guest we've ever had <laughs> yeah, joe no and jim feel bad <laughs> so we just finished watching uh the movie horns yes, starring daniel Radcliffe. Uh, we will begin, as ever, with our one like hot takes. Kelsey, the basic premises that you need to summarize your feelings on the film in one snappy, one line hot take. I will not begin with you because you're the newcomer. That's not necessarily okay. fair. Sean, give me a one line hot take. Uh, probably one of the first films where I actually felt sympathy for the devil. Nice. Ah, nice. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Glad yes. guys got that. Shay. <laughs> uh, Daniel Radcliffe with a snake around his shoulder. I'll tap that. <laughs> it was also just a really strong aesthetic, it was right? Strong, yeah. yeah. I, I've never seen Daniel Radcliffe in that light before, and then he had a snake around his shoulder. I was like, was it the yeah. sort of dangerous, sexy kind of feeling? Like, and he was all moody and like looking around at people with his moody snake and ugh. yeah, and was sad and stuff. And like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter Parker from Spider-Man Three hair. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you ruined it for me? If he'd done uh, a dance routine, I would have been super sold. <laughs> Kelsey, your one-line hot take. Oh, God. Satan rules, man. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. EJ. Fiery. Horny. Seattle. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, my one-line hot take. Um, probably the best attempt at Daniel Radcliffe to distance himself from... Possidum since Equus playing the literal it's been a devil. While since Equus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, as is tradition, EJ, would you like to recount the plot of Haunts? Okay. I'm going to shift the mic a little more directly at you to get maybe slightly better sound quality on your uh, quiet, quiet voice. This felt like a book. Like, this was very clearly an adaptation of a book. Is it an adaptation of a book? It is. Okay, it is. cool. So it's not just... A book by it is. Hill. Oh, Christ. We're gonna have Renowned. To Renowned and wonderful. <laughs> You're not the problem. No, no, no. You have great projection and diction. <laughs> That's fine. I'm the only one here who does it. Mumblecore over here in the corner. <laughs> we need a different mic for you, Jay. We need a different mic. Okay, so the plot. It goeth thusly. Um, it's told in voiceover from present Daniel Radcliffe, whose name is Iggy. Somehow. Ignatius Parrish. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I did not know that it was established. Okay, so Iggy uh, is in love with um, this girl. Juno Temple. Great. And they are lying on the grass and being in love, and then all of a sudden it flips over and he's like drunk and like, you're like, okay, so this is like a thing. Sure, let's go with this style. A time skip kind of feeling. Yes. Yes. Uh, and we go back into the past and... Do, wait, Girl. do, wait, hold, wait, no, no, we, no, 
What? They establish when it flips over and he's drunk and sad on the floor. That it's then like, oh yeah, it's him. He apparently murdered girl he was in love with. Yes. That's like the jumping off point. Yes. Yeah, that's before we go to the past. That is the past. No, that's the present. Okay, we'll call it the present. <laughs> <laughs> that's the present. All yes. Right. They flip into the present and oh, this girl's been murdered and everybody thinks he's done it. Oh fuck. That seems bad, and so you're supposed to feel sorry for him. And I'm really good at this. You're nailing this right now. Yeah. It's impressive. So uh, his family doesn't think he's, he's done it, kind of. And then his childhood best friend is defending him in court, and they are struggling to prove that he's innocent. And There was a fire that destroyed oh, the yeah. forensics laboratory that had all the evidence. Yeah. So, one day, he wakes up, and he has horns, and everyone's like, what the fuck is this, horns? But also, they're not, not really phased by it, and just confess to him all of their dark secrets. And he just walks around being confessed to, and people do all kinds of crazy shit in front of him. And he's working on solving who the fuck killed his girlfriend, because it wasn't him, and his brother's a drug addict and a jazz player. Mm. A jazz musician. The two go together. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they go together. Jazz musicians do love drugs. And the only person resistant to this confession is his friend Lee, the public defender, and that's kind of suspicious. Yeah. And sometimes we flash back to the distant past. The distant past. When, as, as children, they met this girl. What was her name? Marin. Um, Marin? Marin. Yes. That's a name. Uh, <laughs> it is a name. Of a person. Played. By in, Juno Temple. Like, yes. four boys, and then Marin, and, like, a random girl who's never really... Was she... Just a question. She, was she the, was yeah. she the barmaid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. one who liked donuts? Yeah. 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 Okay. She didn't like donuts. She loved but donuts. But she ate them. She ate them. Because she, she hates herself. Why would you eat something you hate because you hate yourself? Surely you eat things to try and dull to, the pain. To get fat. She was, she was self-sabotaging. Yeah. It's something that happens when people hate themselves. I've never as known such a moment. As the confident man. The confident man would not know. Yeah. Well, yes, I, I've never felt a moment of doubt. <laughs> when you ate that brownie earlier, you oh, ate God. it proudly. I, did, I ate it way too quickly, I swear <laughs> now, man. Like, you were all in the next room being social. I was just here going, oh, oh it's so good. Anyway, back to the film. Anyway. Um, it's going to be a bit of a loosey-goosey cast. I mean, that's just the okay. way, you know, back, the way it goes. In the film. Okay, uh, so Danny Radcliffe's like, oh shit, I gotta get rid of these horns, these are fucking crazy. Um, so he tries to get rid of these horns, and then suddenly snakes! And then snakes are like, he can control snakes, and all the snakes are drawn to him, and he's just kind of like, okay, I'll wear a snake, cool. Snake, snake scarf. Activate. Snake comes scarf, in. And yeah. then he, uh... She, she comes in, yes. Danny Radcliffe, if you listen to this, we're... We, we'd, we'd love to meet you. We big, got a plan for Big you. fans. Yeah. So he walks Bring around town being like, here's my snake. I'm going to get revenge on all of these crazy people who are trying to, like, fuck up my life. And, oh, yeah, he can also see into people's minds and... By touching them on the neck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he... Sensitive area. He yeah. touches his brother's neck and his brother was there on the night when he proposed and Marin ran away and broke up with him. Spo there'd be spoilers. Yeah, I mean, this movie, this movie did come out in 2013, so, yeah. I mean, it's, I'll say now, if you're worried, movie, just in general, it, it's pretty good, you should go watch it, we'll wait. 
Okay, welcome back. Thank okay, you. now EJ, please continue with the spoilers. Uh, yeah. So, um, his, his brother was there on the night. He, he was uh, he was holding a bloody rock. And was like, fuck. And I was like, oh I shit. I was fucked up on drugs. Yeah. So, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe gives him makes forces him to overdose. Using his mind control powers, which he kind of has a bit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and then also, uh, Lee confesses to him once he takes Marin's cross off. Because it was protecting him. Subjected to the devil's powers. And then um, <clears throat> he like whips him with a chain and then sets his car on fire. And everyone's like, what the fuck is happening? This guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> so Daniel Radcliffe drives it into the lake and then is fine later. And it's like, okay, cool. Why would you kill and try and kill the devil with yeah. fire? What a fool. Yeah. yeah, he's a moron. That's basic, like, not how you kill devil 101. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, but people forget about the horns, so they're not like. Yeah, the doctor. They, they do a stuff. Yeah. Kind of the doctor is all like, "It's when I see them, but if I look away, I instantly yeah, forget yeah, like yeah. that they even yeah. exist." And it's like, "Oh, okay, so it's like a kind of perception, magic, it is. Yeah, devil yeah, yeah. shit." He doesn't see Daniel Radcliffe with the horns and go, "Let me just look up my ancient like <laughs> law to make sure the right way to kill you." See, that was like that was that was that was his second mistake. <laughs> yeah, his first mistake was grossly misinterpreting the. Friendship of a young woman. Yes. As yes. I feel I'm owed sex with this lady. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we're we're gonna have a conversation about all oh, that oh, kind of stuff. Oh, it's, it's gonna be oh it's gonna be good fun. <laughs> so all that happens, Lee continues to be a jackass, and then raging jackass. Yeah. Uh, they confront him in the woods. A bunch of people get shot, and then Danny Radcliffe turns into an actual devil, and then all the snakes go inside of Lee and then come out of his body, and it's just like really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then, we, and then everyone dies. Well, yeah, yeah, then Daniel Radcliffe dies and goes to his paradise place, apparently, which is with Marin. So, which is where we started off from, the, which is why I said everything's in the past. Fair enough. Okay, yeah, I, you were kind of, like, doing a thing. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, who would like to kick off with their thoughts on this film? Kelsey! Okay! As the guest on the show, what do you got? What do you, what do you think? What, I... what, what do you want to talk about? I'm so obsessed with this movie. Yeah. I just want to say that. Bring it out. And I know y'all thought it was weird because it is weird. It's, it's pretty weird. Great. It's pretty weird. Yeah. And it's fabulous in such a good way. Max Angela, first of all, star of my world. Mm -hmm. um, he plays Lee. Okay. Beautiful man. He's Beautiful a good man. actor. He's such a great actor. He was also in my favorite Killers music video, so that's important to know. He played a psychotic bastard really, really well. In yes, this he did. I believed that he was a monster. He yeah. is a monster. And Joe Anderson, as always, played a very convincing drug addict. Yes. So I yeah. thought that that was great. Yep. Um, what do you, what, just quite, do, do we think he was actually playing that trumpet? I, I actually was wondering that. It, yes. I don't know. It, he had, I think, the correct embouchure for it. It looked like he was doing it. Yeah. Like, it seemed accurate. He was either was... doing it, he was either doing it, but not actually playing the notes, or he can actually play the trumpet. Yeah. It, 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 in any case, kudos to the trumpeter. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. great. What's your history yeah. with this film? Because I, I, pre-show, uh, we were talking yes. about how you have a bit of a, a, a link to this movie. I wouldn't say I have a link to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I this saw is a hot exclusive. Yes. Yeah, I just saw. Oh yeah, yes. is, we bring you nothing but the best on this trash cast. That's and a 2013 right. movie. We like lightning, <laughs> five years later, we're in there. Yes. Well, unfortunately for you guys, the closest you're going to get to, like, the inside scoop on this movie is that I saw a screening of it. Oh. 
before it was released. Oh, damn. So no, I did not work on this movie. Fan. No, I do not have any connection whatsoever <laughs> to this film. You're just a fan? I'm a big fan. There well, we you go. did see this film pre-Snakes. Yeah. Saw this film pre-Snakes. Oh, well, there were no... What? There were no snakes. What? There was also... Yes, Wait, what do you mean there were no snakes? What happened at the end if the there were no snakes? were not... Oh. Completely finished. So there was like conceptual snakes. So there were strings. Right. <laughs> um, and in some parts there were no strings. It was just a screen. When Daniel Radcliffe was walking around all sexily, was it just string or was it a snake then? You was know what? I don't snake? remember. <gasps> oh. I don't Inquiring remember. minds must know. This was like did, 2012. Did, so. Do you feel that he had the same gravitas of what we just saw here? The first time I saw it? Yeah. I absolutely Were you drawn do. in with his moody face? Yes. And it's like kind of, I'm going to His sultry moody face, yeah. And his slightly less than convincing Seattle accent. Mm. He drifted into Canadian you know, his, a little. Yeah, yeah. Although I was impressed. I, f I forgot that he was American in this movie. And when it first started, I was like, wow, his accent is like... On fleek. Most of the people in this movie are not American. Yeah. Which is very mm. weird. Yeah. The only person that is is the girl. Everybody Do, else Juno is Temple? British. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Lee's British. So is a trumpet player. What else have I seen Lee in? Just remind me. What else has he been uh, in? I don't know. The Killer's music video? He's... <laughs> <laughs> aside, aside from a Killer's music video. He's been video. in like a bunch of stuff, but he's... This is... Definitely his biggest role. Really? I yeah. feel like I've seen him in something like reasonably sizable. Yeah. Shay is. Only we had the internet. Shay is. Lovely Shay Bay is going yeah. to the back computer. We have like the ridiculous setup this time that we've got like a giant screen so we can yeah, all, we see. all see. No one's looking awkwardly at their phone no. this time. While we're looking that Why? up, Sean, mm. what is your thoughts? Uh, I like. I really like the fact that after sort of Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe has definitely tried to do new things. Really, mm. he's not just sticking mm -hmm. to one mm -hmm. one sort of genre. And you know, he's um, you know, it's that thing of like, I'm gonna go play the devil. I'm gonna go play a corpse. I'm gonna go try and be Hugh Grant. You mm. know, <laughs> he did. He did. He yeah. did say the interesting thing um, when he did the WTF podcast with Mark Maron. Um, mm. Radcliffe pointed out he was like, basically. I'm financially secure for the rest of my life. Yeah. He's like, that's not in question. He's like, I can basically be as selective as I want about projects. So he's mm -hmm. very clear about he'll only do films that he actually wants to do. Mm. I can see why he wanted to do this film because mm, if yes. I'd been given that script, I would really enjoy playing some of those characters or encountering yeah. some of those situations. Totally. Shay, do you have us an update from, from the interviews? Oh. <laughs> update. He was in uh, uh, The Darkest Hour, I think. The Internship, The Ides of March, and The Social Network. Oh, The Ides of March! Yeah. Social mm. Network's where I reckon... Oh, he was the Winklevoss's yeah. little shit boy! Yeah. yeah. Yes, he was shit boy with the Winklevosses! Um, and he, the Killers music video is called Shot, Shot at the, the night. night. Nice. Good song. Nice. Great nice. song. Yeah. Sure. Fabulous song. Do continue. Uh, where was I? God, it's like, <laughs> just like, it's like live radio here. <laughs> <laughs> From the situation room. <laughs> is it one finger or two finger in the earpiece? You're like, oh, 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 sure, please. Indeed. You seen that bit with John Oliver and Cookie Monster? Yes. Yes. We watched that. We watched it here. I love it so good. There are cookies from the eighties. But yeah, like it's something of just like if I was an actor and I got this script, I'd be all over this. Like it would just be such a great part to play, you know, because you would 
gets played to varying different ranges, really. Yeah, he's... Because you have those big emotional moments, but, you know, there is still that air of comedy in it. Yeah, that's what I liked about this film. I mean, if if I may leap in as a host, Mm. ungraciously, um, it had me right up until the third act. I feel like the third act, it wanted to... it, It had some really big emotional climactic pieces, I think, right in the middle... Like, you know, the sort of revelation about his brother and his brother's fucking trip out sequence. And I'm like, oh my god, this is giving me emotions. This is very uncomfortable. However, and then the revelation of Lee. And then he's like, I'm going to fucking hit you with a chain and burn you and throw you in the river. And I was like, man, good film. And then it kept going for a bit. And then it sort of, it kind of seemed to lose its way, I think, in sort of what it was trying to do tonally. Mm -hmm. And the cohesion of it just felt a bit. So the cross is restorative it's protective but now the dad believes him even though he can and cannot see the like I, I wanted him to just say when he came to the the girl's dad's house to be like I know what happened to your daughter I'm also all fucked up and super burned like, do you want like a, a shower or like some aloe vera or something <laughs> like, like I feel like you know the, the Harvey Dent over here has got a lot of problems going on like maybe uh, so they have like, hang on, I might have some Germany. Yeah, just, just <laughs> literally anything would have really been a help. But that that's where it started to lose me. But I really liked, for the first, you know, the first two-thirds of the film, it struck a really good balance between serious emotional stuff, and it was funny, and it was inventive. I liked that sort of the, the absurdist mm-hmm. kind of magical stuff was kind of, kind of incidental. Everyone was just like, I want to burn down my bar! And everyone was like, <laughs> okay, fuck it, yeah. let's go! I like that it, it didn't go like... Here's why it's horns. Here's what it's just like. Yeah, no, fuck it. He's got horns. Yeah, he's, go. he's yeah, the devil. Yeah. No explanation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, yep, I'm great. on board. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. We're just like, also, it's We're like, with this. It, was a, it was like two movies kind of put together. It was like, it is a murder mystery about a young guy in love in a small town with musical theming. Also, he happens to be the devil. Which I think yeah. that's a pretty good. That's a I pretty think good that's premise. The elevator pitch for this film. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a romantic murder mystery tragedy, but the protagonist is the devil. Yeah. Oh my god, that's literally how it happened. <laughs> that's how this film got greenlit because yeah. they were just like, yes. It's Gone Girl, but with the devil. And the devil. <laughs> oh. Isn't Ben Affleck the devil? Yeah, he is. Oh. <laughs> Very close. Yeah. <laughs> Enemy of the show, Ben Affleck. Oh, this oh, enemy's yeah. list is getting quite long. We're coming now, for you, it? Ben. You better watch your back. Alone. <laughs> no. 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 We've got a, we've got like a whole thing. Like we've got friends of the pod, uh, of the show. We've got enemies of the show. Most okay. of the enemies are just sexual predators. Yeah. <laughs> and then also yeah. New York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take that, New York. You'll never be as good as you once were. I gather New York's golden age is over. Anyway, EJ. <laughs> America's golden age is over. Oh, social commentary. Continue. Your thoughts on the film, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like, what do, what do you got? This film was bonkers, and I was kind of into it. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what it reminded me of? Um, there's a, uh, I think it's a Mexican film uh, called Post Tenebris Lux, which is... Oh, it's kind of in this vague area of like Pan's labyrinthy of kind of doing human storytelling, but with this vaguely supernatural affect. There's a great sequence in Post Tenebrous Looks where, apropos of nothing, the lead character as a child witnesses what seems to be the devil, who's like a giant red neon, look at my big swinging dick devil, coming home from work and then going into his parents' room, and you're like, is this, did this literally happen? Is this a metaphor? And there's a bit where somebody literally pulls their own head off. As oh a, it's, it's an incredible film, but it's got that same kind of... There's absurdism and horror, but it's also 
internally consistent in the sense that nobody really acknowledges it. Everyone's just kind of like, yeah. well, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this yeah, it's kind of metaphorical. It's like, like fantastical, we... but like grounded in reality. Yeah, it wouldn't mm. have worked if they tried to explain it. No, yeah. yeah. No, no. I wish yeah. we watched that film. That's oh, we, could, we should do yeah. that. First Tenebrous Looks is great. It's really cool. It's very grim in some places, but it's it's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, like about Groundhog Day and how Groundhog Day originally was supposed to be like, a witch cursed him for like <laughs> really? rejecting her or something, oh, and what? that's why he would repeat the days over. Yeah. What? Until he but falls luckily, in love with the witch? Yeah, until he falls in love with oh. oh, and finds true love or stops being an asshole. Or whatever. <laughs> but, that, but, that, that, but the film is good because they was like, no, let's drop that witch thing. Yeah, it just it, it just happens, <laughs> and that's what's good yeah. about this film. It's like, no, we let's. We don't need an explanation. Yeah, the fastest you can establish something and have everybody accept it without a ridiculous explanation, the better the film is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to quote one of my favorite movies, I mean, in Pacific Rim, giant monsters just turn up. That's you're, just what. Yeah, that's just what happens. You're on board and me. Yeah, you're just like, all right, cool. There are Five giant monsters. In, yep. Cool. Yes, let's roll. Yeah, Nailed the film it. just tells you something. It's like, yeah. okay, great. But if the film like goes. I'll tell you this thing, but I'll explain why. I need to. It's like, well, stop. Why are you? Yeah. Ready Player One. You protest. Oh, Ready much. Ready Player One had to explain fucking everything. We're not gonna get dragged into shitting on that movie even more. <laughs> even though you should feel bad, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> this and Warhorse. Oh, Warhorse. Show Steven Spielberg. <laughs> no, he's not enemy of the show. He's, he's a friend. He's he's a friend, but we're just a bit disappointed. We want to have an intervention for Steven Spielberg. Mm. He he can come and defend himself on the show. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, I feel like he'd feel like, well, I try to make a good I, movie. Uh. <laughs> I want to say for everyone. Why does he talk so kind of like Bane? <laughs> very Bane. <laughs> 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 uh, what do people? I think? was born in the cinema. <laughs> 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 think of Juno Temple in this film? She didn't uh, have a lot to do. I agree. This mm. was going to be my point. I, I, I thought she played the character well, mm -hmm. but she was... I don't want to say it was full-on sexy lamp. It wasn't full-on sexy lamp, but she was a bit like, I'm there to motivate rather than being this the the whole thing of like her being, actually, I had cancer the whole time. Mm. I, it just... That felt like a bridge too far for me. Like, I don't, did anyone else feel... That was the moment I remembered it was a book. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know why, but it felt mm. like, ooh, this was probably a teen romance. Oh, it's a teen romance. I don't know, it probably wasn't teen, but you know that... Has anyone here read the book, Kelsey? I have read... Of Kelsey course I've read the book. Okay, good. Yes! Like, like how did this, how did yes. it flow in the book? Is, is there any stuff that's abridged or changed here, or is it fairly There's faithful? a lot that's changed. Oh! The, so, the book is... If you can believe it, much darker. I can believe. Much, much darker. Okay. And to your point, Juno Temple's character in the book is, I think, a little bit more of a prop even than oh, she is in the movie. Oh, uh, wow. But it kind of works because in the novel, Max Mangella's character, Lee, is 
even more of a misogynist. Oh, and even wow. even more of just like a scum of the earth human being. So actual yeah, murderer rapist is even absolutely. worse than, okay. And so like in the, like in the movie, you're kind of like, oh, he's not a bad guy. Like until the very end where he's like, oh, I like and raped like, oh. this girl and bashed her head in with a rock and I have no remorse. In the book, he is so fucked up from the beginning. Like he really? is a horrible, horrible, like, is he womanizing that, misogynist? He's that guy. Yeah. Uh, it's, okay. It's honestly like difficult to read. It's like repulsive and vulgar and like very hard to read at points. So I feel like what they extrapolated from the the book actually they did a really great job of that. Like of. So you think like good adaptation overall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That's, re that's really interesting that Lee was worse. Yeah. I, I, I was worse. really my, glad they didn't do that. My, my yeah. next thing was going to be, like, I was impressed at how much I was like, yeah, you're being, like, horrendously violated by snakes. I'm fine with this. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, oh, go get in there. Though I will say, I was slightly disappointed that the snake went in the stomach hole and then came out the back. I wanted to go in and, and then come the out the mouth, That's right? I was like, that would have been great. I was yeah. just like, yeah. like yeah. sort of. Yeah. And we wouldn't have had that really horrible image of the snake going into the mouth. That, that was fine too. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, in there. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I felt like, I, this is the thing, I, I don't want to necessarily hold the film to like an unfair standard where it's like, the inciting incident is like, you know, it's lovely bones-ish in the sense that it's hard mm -hmm. to make a film about murdered women having agency when your premise of the, your book exactly. is how do people react to murdered woman? Right. And but I think this, but like you say, it's part of the, it, it's more propish in the book, I think because in film visual medium, we get to see Maren's character a lot more yeah. and see her do stuff where it's just like she she sometimes she's like there and then you're sort of like I don't understand why you're doing this like oh yeah yeah cancer. yeah 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 what if I drive him away right. to save him from his own pain <laughs> yes. Ugh. Yes. but I yeah I, I kind of feel like the point of that is the story itself is kind of like told through this misogynistic lens and that's like kind of it's it's intentional yeah you know like it's still meant to be a sort of view of like how men like. I felt like that was definitely a thing they did. They really put her on a pedestal. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally yeah. almost every male character had to be like, I loved her! Yes. Yeah. She was... Well, she's also... Really like, Twin Peaksy, Laura Palmer. <laughs> you know how, like, yeah. in Twin Peaks, everyone loves Laura Palmer? I have just, not seen Twin uh, Peaks, but I believe you. Everyone mm. just is in love with her because she's the perfect person of the town. Like, it's the small town and everyone's in love with her. Yeah. Right. This she, she's very she's Well, in this vibes. book, she's... Yeah. She's supposed to be like the Virgin Mary, so, yeah. That, yeah. so she like literally had. She literally is on a pedestal, and like there are, are shrines to her, and there are everyone is like in love with her, mm. and that's and through and, through death she becomes canonized as this perfect un you uh, incorruptible yes. symbol of like female purity and right. love, right? right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though. Within narrative, she was rotten inside from the cancers. <laughs> there you go. Everything That's is true. an artifice. Oh, God. Hey, I have a question. Yes. This is not really about the plot, but you know how the one of the father's confessions was, I don't know how to talk to you? Hmm. Talking to Danny Radcliffe? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I could always talk to your brother about music. Danny Radcliffe's a DJ. That's his job. Yeah. Why couldn't mm -hmm. they talk about music? I think it's maybe... The the he his dad was clearly a musician. Yeah. And his elder brother's a musician, so I think it was more the idea of creating music. I, and yeah. it's like maybe he never I felt he could connect with. He's a with DJ that. for a radio station. Yeah, but so. like 
They Wait, still have music in common. But it's that thing like, with, like, he's all of a sudden, he actually plays he, music. He yeah. To the station. So, yeah, he was like, a, he was a... Yeah. That's why he had all those records and stuff. And he was like, the station doesn't want me coming back. So it was very British. He was like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we were all talking over each other. That was a bad bit of podcast to say. You pulled it down. Well done. Yeah, multiple conversations. Yeah, no, it's. I think it was... It was interesting in the sort of way that they looked at the loneliness of um, the, the kind of way that you can come to define yourself through your relationship with someone else and how everything becomes a fulcrum that turns around that. Because I've lived in small town environments where like that's kind of bigger th- been a thing where you sort of start to define people through their relationship rather than seeing them as autonomous individuals. So when she was... In a way, I kind of wish that she hadn't secretly had cancer, but she was actually like... No, I kind of feel like I've outgrown what we had at the beginning. Yeah. And I want to go... I was sort of like, yeah, okay, that's, like, fair. Yeah. You've, if you've grown up in a tiny, small environment and you've only ever, you know, been with one person, been in love with one person, it sometimes can feel that you don't recognize yourself outside of the context of that. And that can be like a prison. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish they'd explored that be more. A good yeah, that would have been great. To the other girl character <laughs> who is... In love with Iggy, but never got but to explore leave. it. Yeah. So couldn't. He told her to yeah. leave, so I assume she so left. I think she just yeah. left. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had mind control. What happened her to her? She had a great time. She, she had a whole lot of And uh... she what? The waitress she... character who, like, he says, "You should leave this place." When he has like his demon powers. Yeah, yeah. Does she leave in the book? Um. I don't think that's ever explored. Honestly, oh. she goes. To <laughs> I don't remember. And opens a donut shop. Yeah. And secretly and hates it. And then we eat donuts and put it on Instagram. Yeah. Yes, it's all back around. Yeah. Follow yeah. Donut Instagram. Adventures on Instagram. Oh, yeah, there we go. Go on. Plug the Donut Adventure. That's it. That's Granzy. You guys um, are going to get 20 more followers. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whip us round to our final thoughts. So this is having absorbed the conversation, Kelsey. It's yeah. essentially a mirror image of the hot takes. Oh, can, I, can I say something? Because oh, yeah, sure. Like, go for it. Yeah, it's yeah. more of a conversation. Do it. Bring it on. What did you guys think about the interaction of the film with, like, its theme? Because I wasn't sure it quite got to what it was about. And, like, kind of... Mm. About its kind of, like, sins being explored and choosing the right sin and revenge being a sin. And it wasn't... It felt like it was part of the aesthetic of the horns rather than actually to do with the story. I agree with that. My kind of take is that this felt like in the same way that it it had elements of like absurdist cinema in a sense with absurdist cinema i always feel like it's less about what the film is trying to say and more about the experience of it so i felt like this was more set piece general emotional tone rather than specific message or didactic teaching if you follow me i don't know if you guys agree or disagree but i didn't feel there was necessarily anything i could point to and say this was the theme because it's it's like it's it's they may have made us root for a character who is literally Satan, which the mm-hmm. mummy failed to do, you will recall. Oh, yes. Oh, Remember, Tom Cruise was literally the devil. That's what happens in the movie. Oh, God. Oh, you, please listen to our episode. I, oh, I say the words, but he's literally the devil. Oh, multiple I times. Didn't, I didn't think he was actually literally the devil. No, no, literally. The they're, all, they're all like, they're like, yo, they're like, yo, this, this evil mummy that they're possessing Tom Cruise with is literally Satan. And we're all like, but he's Satan now <laughs> and the, the part of the problem is it's like while you you can evoke you know pseudo, pseudo-Christian iconography of having the devil and like you know the, all the stuff that goes along with that 
And I'm like, yeah, sure, we want to look at these traditionally sort of evil icons and sort of recognize the humanity in them. But he is the devil and he is a malignant force. And having him, like, heroically tear off his magical divine charm that stops him from being the devil so he can fucking murder a guy. A guy who completely deserved to Mm -hmm. be horribly murdered. We've already Mm -hmm. established that Lee was shit. But tonally... Is it, it's good to do bad things if you do a bad thing for the right reason? Is that the message of the film? Well, it, well I thought it was... Because I thought it like, hammered it a bit when he talks to the dad. And he's like... Yeah, sometimes yeah. you got to pick the right yeah, sin. Sometimes sin, everything's bro. bad, so you gotta choose this, you got to choose your sin. That's a bit of a nihilistic message, really, isn't it? That's a bit like kind of... Well, you're going to fucking do terrible things, so why don't you pick the thing you're going to do terrible things for? I don't think it is, though, because the point is that there is no such thing as a bad thing. What? So it's not... Apart from, like, killing Juno Temple with a rock. That was pretty unequivocally framed as a I bad mean, thing. I mean, I would say that, yeah, that that's a bad thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And, like, sexual assault like, and murder, bad. The whole point is that, like, it, it's really about, like, the hypocrisy of the church, the hypocrisy of God, him or her or themselves, and what... Who's to say? Now, here's the thing. Does that come out more in the book? or Because I feel like the film, while there was a lot of religious trappings, I feel like it was quite a secular look. It it felt like a secular uh, 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 creator using religious iconography to act out a not particularly religious story. Mm -hmm. Like, there's the bit where the Mm -hmm. priest is like, why don't you go fucking hang yourself, Daniel Radcliffe? But I, I, I don't know if it comes out more in the book that there's more of a... Actual criticism against like religion. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. I feel like they let that let that stuff slide a bit in favor of one being more palatable to American audiences. I assume. Yeah. 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 I think that it's just it's very expositional. I mean, it's hard to (laughs) visually show like a a religious or anti-religious theory. It's hard to get that across in a movie. Yeah, I would say. there's a lot going on in that movie there's, already. Have yeah. you guys seen the... I'm loath to mention Ricky Gervais. Morally ambiguous potential foe of the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Ricky Gervais. I just wish he'd fucking calm down. We, we avoid him at pies, but he's not an enemy yeah, of the it's show. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like notable drag Ricky Gervais um, of the show. Um, have you seen his movie Invention of Lying? Mm-mm. Nope. That is a movie that is very, very much a full-out fictionalized critique of religion. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very obvious, you know, that it, it uses, again, a lot of the trappings. But the, the basic premise of that film is that the world is the world, except nobody can tell lies. And everyone oh. can only say the exact truth, at least as they perceive it. Mm-hmm. And then Ricky Gervais discovers that he can lie... And he uses it because no one understands what the concept of lying is. He uses it to get ahead in the world. He uses it to, like, you know, establish a relationship with a person he's always had a crush on, etc., etc. And he also accidentally creates religion. Because Ah. the the premise is that religion is a convenient lie to help people feel better about the hard things like death. Right, right. In the trailer, doesn't he also use to have sex with a woman under false pretenses? Probably, yes. that in the trailer. I... I think he made... The trailer? He, he, the tra- they give the the good away. He, he tells like, a woman, like, oh, the world's going to end if we don't have sex. In- oh, that, that That may happen, yeah. It's a little... It's an extreme This is lie. why I'm, like, I'm like <laughs> not enemy exactly of the show, but, like, Ricky. Ricky, come talk to us for a little bit. Come on, man. Oh. Notable transphobe, Ricky Gervais. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. We need to educate him. 
I mean, he's very bad at listening to people on Twitter. <laughs> apparently he'll seek his tribe. No, no, I haven't, I haven't. But apparently he will seek out threads where people are talking about him, but he's not been tagged. And then he will block everyone in that thread because he doesn't want to see people huh. talking against... I'm just like, oh, Just get on Twitter, weird. man. Just yeah. Twitter. Just, like, hire someone to do Twitter for you and then you don't have to look at it. But he loves it. But anyway, I feel like we've drifted. Yes. Um, so, if I may ratchet us back to your final thoughts... Who would like to lead off with their final thoughts? Sean. Um, what do you feel? Uh, yeah, yeah, I generally enjoyed the film. Yeah, I like the fact that it's, it's a thing of like, it tries to, that line of taking itself seriously and not taking itself seriously at the same time. Mm. You know, it's saying in um, really nice visuals. Well, Some I of the cinematography, really, I agree. Really, really nice. What was that shot where he's like getting up on that log flume with the shopping cart? There's like that big pan round across yeah, the water. That, that was really yeah. nice. That was really nicely done. Good crane work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good film. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think everybody did a good job. Yeah. Films wise and that's you know, generally really really enjoyed it. Excellent. So. Excellent. Shay. It, although not a perfect film, it's mm -hmm. good to watch a film, for once. That is like <laughs> has ideas <laughs> and has quality what do you, to I, it. What do you mean uh, for once? <laughs> I feel like Are you saying that Valerian City of a Thousand Planets does not have yeah, ideas? <laughs> has too many ideas. Has too many ideas. Uh, I've not explored enough. But it's nice to have like we had like a proper co I, I was listening to us and I was like, this seems like a proper conversation about well, yeah. we don't just have yeah. our face in our hands the whole time. What the screaming guess is this? Yeah. Alright. But generally like so so positive? Yeah, so yeah, yeah positive to like, yeah. Kelsey. I agree. Definitely not perfect, mm -hmm. but pretty damn close to perfect. Oh. I love that movie. Oh! I think it's so clever. I think it's so brilliant. And I love everyone in it. It's great. Oh, that's a, that's great music too. Can you oh yeah, soundtrack yeah. was yeah. oh yeah, soundtrack was very very positive. Yeah. The the whole recurrent well theme of like him being a DJ and his parents being musicians, mm -hmm. his brother being a musician. Lots of people clearly thinking, okay, at this point, this track plays. <laughs> Just like, oh, David Bowie, yeah, we could be heroes. And yes. You're like, Fucking in a treehouse. Yes. Yes. It's perfect. Exactly. EJ. I've had this film hyped for the past four years. <laughs> <laughs> by, by, by whom? <laughs> EJ gestures at Kelsey. <laughs> and I'm very pleased to see, say it did live up to the hype. Yes! Well done. A very enjoyable ridiculous film and I was on board it was it was it was good although it during was... our first brownie break you did say what did you say I don't remember we were like this a... is so weird yeah, and I told is. you it's gonna get weirder and you were and... like it is so weird and it was yeah. <laughs> but enjoy it Lisa. in the most fabulous of ways yeah I like that it leaned into its just premise and it didn't try to explain it or like come full circle in some crazy way but it did have a nice little circular thing yes, with ending at the beginning nicely yeah. yeah um and finally i guess for me i think that the way i would describe this movie is i think it is a this is going to sound like damning with faint praise but i mean this in a very positive way it was as good as i think this movie could have been because mm -hmm. we've discussed previously like the, this kind of problematic or uh, um not quite fully formed ideas in there but while maintaining those themes and maintaining those ideas not fully explored, I think it made a really good film. Like, like clearly, production team worked really, really hard. Yeah. And Daniel Radcliffe 
friend of the show, good lad, oh, yeah. does a great yeah. turn, well done, very pleased. Generally, the cast like come together and do really, really well. Definitely more than a friend. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Paramore of the show, Daniel. I'm gonna have to. Is Daniel Radcliffe still on Twitter? Yeah, I'll, I'll tweet him. We'll be like, Daniel, we just we really liked you in this film, and we feel like you should hear our thoughts. Um, but yeah, it was it was really solid. I guess if I I, I had to close out, I'd say. We didn't come here with the intention... Well, I mean, I didn't come here with the intention of recording a podcast. Um, but here we are, and I think this has been a really good one. Uh, well, I'd like to say thank you to everyone on the panel. I'm going to do a little closer thing now. This is a new new bit, rather than abrupt <laughs> bullshit endings. I know, you're looking surprised. <laughs> I still have regrets that we That's lost weird. the final line at the end of Ready Player One. Uh, what? Yeah. When, oh, when I was when, all like, take yeah. that, Blizzard, and Joe's like, what's Overwatch? I was just like, damn it! Some well, of the but now you... we kind of yeah. Have. Now people are there, but anyway, uh, join us next time when we'll it'll be a quiet place next, right? Yes, that's yeah. the plan. Yes, let's yeah. watch a quiet place. Hey Ted, I I know this isn't the podcast. I told you that my friend Ted lives in mm. Canada. <laughs> hey Ted. Hey Ted. Hi Ted. Hi. Yeah, um, he's really interested in this film um, because it's deaf actors and his wife is deaf as well. So he's really looking forward to Ooh. coming out. And I said like we'll give you a shout out. We're gonna go in and properly like do a good podcast yes. on it. Mm. So join us next time for a quiet place.